It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jaco and Craig Forsythe. Taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello, Flyers fans, and welcome back to the Flyers Forecast. I am Steve Jaco. This is Craig Forsythe. How are you today, Craig? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good. And we're here to talk about the Philadelphia Flyers for the week of December 23rd, Christmas week. And there's a nice little gap in the week as a result of that. Yeah, a bunch of days off. Uh, they do play tonight, but we're not going to we're gonna ignore that game. We're just going yeah. to enjoy the weekend. <laughs> we kind of, you know, between the Festivus party over the weekend and really? the Eagles, Ca- Eagles-Cowboys game at uh, 4 p.m. yesterday, I think there was just a lot of factors you know yeah kind of keeping us from it so here we are sorry not sorry yeah exactly sorry not sorry uh we're we're gonna predict tonight's game flowers are going four to one and then we're gonna talk about these uh two games over the weekend and this is gonna age very well on when was this gonna come now tuesday morning yeah Yeah. it's gonna sound great on the 24th christmas eve as as most of my predictions turn out yeah it's gonna look real good tomorrow so i'm excited as you're known in the Broad Street Hockey Slack, uh, you're the master predictor. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I haven't missed yet, so I'm going to keep it going. <laughs> haven't missed once. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you want to talk about these floors? Cause they're Let's doing... talk about these floors. Let's wax these floors. <laughs> they're do- oh, shit, we haven't used that one yet. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's delete this, and then we can just secretly use it next <laughs> week. Uh, state of the team right now, so second wild card spot, they're 20, 11, and 15 with a plus 11 goal differential. So... 2011 and 5. 2011 and 5. Did I say 15? You did say 15. I, what are now, even numbers? And I'm not going to take crap numbers. for writing a bad outline because it says 2011 and 5 right there. So we just want to – I'm just getting it out there. <laughs> getting it out there. It's not Craig's fault. It's 100% <laughs> Steve's fault. Anyway, 2011 and 5, they do not have 15 overtime losses at this juncture in the season. That would be hilarious and almost Red Wings-like. Yeah, but, it would be frustrating. No, the, the team's back on track after uh, a rough road trip and – uh, home sweet home certainly helped them out. So looking good and the goal differential back where you want it to be. Yeah. Uh, three game winning streak too. top half the league in goals per game now, which is they were kind of hovering around like 16, 17 last week. Back in the top 10 for goals against per game tied for ninth with 2.78 power play. Got a couple power play goals this week. 15th uh, penalty killed ninth, 82.4%. And then uh, top 10. In terms of shot attempts, four percentage and fifteenth would expected goals four percentage. Uh, and the thing I want to talk about, Stephen, JVR, JVR has finally started scoring all the goals again. And oh wow! Fell like a matter of time to me at least, and now it looks like the uh, the cat's got to go on again. So he's got six goals in his last five games, and he's got eight goals in his last eleven. And I believe before the Rangers game, he's on pace for twenty seven goals. So then, when he gets his hat trick tonight, he'll be on pace for I don't know how many. Put a lot yeah, and, out there. I'm, I'm really loading up my prediction for this Rangers Flyers game. That just won't happen. <laughs> you very much are. You very much are. But uh, JVR really has righted the ship after, as a lot of people did predict, because a lot of people were like, well, goal store scores are streaky. Yeah, yeah. And this is what happens with them. You can't really rely on them to be the most consistent players. And lo and behold, JVR has a shit ton of goals in a few games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was stuff like, you know, he was getting the chances. That was the important part. He was still generating the chances. 
and then he was hitting the post and he's just missing wide open nets or he's hitting skates in the crease or Stalock's making that weird like skate save on him in Minnesota last Saturday. And then he starts when those things start happening and you're still throwing the pucks at the net, you'll start getting the bounces like he had for his first goal in Ottawa and um the goal, I think his second goal against the Sabres went off a Montour and in, or went off a Sabres defense and in. So if he's going to keep throwing pucks at the net, he should be due for a couple more of these fluke goals that he wasn't getting bounces for earlier in the season. So hopefully, I don't know if he's going to get 27 goals, but uh, after the way his season started, if he still gets 23 or 24, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take that. And he should, you know, he should bounce back and have a better year next year, or at least not be as unlucky next year. And to paraphrase the scholar Tony Montana, first you get the bounces, and then you get the goals, and then you get the glory, and then <laughs> yeah, you get I mean, mountains that, of cocaine. And I was—that's what I—that's the main thing I was thinking of. So I'm glad, I, I'm glad you beat me to it. So that's yeah. <laughs> we were all thinking about Scarface there, and yet. this all leads to Yuri Laterra supplying JVR <laughs> with a giant mountain of white skiing powder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> White skiing powder, as it's commonly known. But this is a family podcast. We can't be talking about drugs on this family podcast. So let's move on and let's talk about the lines as they currently stand. How are the lines looking right now, Craig? So Fairby's coming back tonight. Uh, so that means the lines are Drew, Katoria, Konechny, JVR, Hayes, NAK. So the top six stays the same. Fairby, Frost, Voracek on the third line. And then Andrioff, Vorobiev, and Pitlick on the fourth line. And Andy, uh, Andy, Andy. Andy, 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 staying up. Kasha, uh, RIPD, got sent down. But I'm happy that NAK is still here. And NAK had a fucking game on Saturday. So I'm hoping maybe they found another guy that can just kind of slide into the top six here. I mean, he, he's been playing good. His pass to JVR for his uh, JVR second goal on Saturday was nuts. So uh, I'm hoping they keep one of these kids up. I'm hoping NAK is that guy now. I wanted NAK or Kasha. I'm loving NAK. I'm loving him. He's, yeah, I'm he's just got so much speed and... He just, the four check looks great from him right now. I'm a full-fledged member of the NAKGB, as I said on the previous Flat Herbaly. <laughs> yeah. Game high six hits. We'll talk about that later in the week, too. But that was something I picked up on. He had a game high six hits. So uh, it doesn't fuck around that four check. He's getting in there. Um, but you. Most uh, certainly not. Let's talk about these D pairs, though. So right now, the top D pair has a little bit of a problem. Uh, Provorov and Niskanen both uh, just exchanging the flu. And <laughs> there was a pretty good quote. From, uh, I think Dave Isaac put that out there earlier yeah, today. Isaac. Yeah, let me find this real quick. But uh, there was a good quote concerning their health and everything that's been going yeah, on. Yeah, because Niskanen that. was out on Saturday. Provorov might miss tonight. And also Niskanen's uh, wife has the flu as well, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Provorov has the flu, but told AV there's no chance I'm not playing. Apparently, Matt Niskanen's wife has it too. AV quips, both of Niski's partners are struggling with the flu. <laughs> Big Al's got the jokes. Big, yeah, Big Al delivering the uh, punchlines there. I mean, uh, I get yeah, AV's growing on me. AV and Hayes, two guys I thought I was going to absolutely hate this year. Loving them right now. Can't complain at all. Yeah, Hayes is kind of the heart and soul of the team all of a sudden, which apparently saw yeah. that coming. Yeah, no, not me. But he's, he's really loved being in Philly, it seems like, and... Uh, just a funny guy. I still can't get over him just yelling me too at the end of that Kasha video when Kasha was giving the team a giving a, a pep talk to the team and they said something about wanting to win the next game and then Kevin Hayes was just like me too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, three game winning streak. Can they keep it going this week, Stephen? Uh, we'll we'll find out tonight. But let's pretend that they do win four to one. 
behind a JVR hat trick, they have the Sharks on Saturday. Yeah, and I mean they should beat the Rangers. If they don't beat the Rangers, so. we can we, we should all grab our shame bells, head down to South Philly, and, and shame <laughs> it up for. There should be. I feel like there should be a lot of offensive chances tonight. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of goals. If that makes it. The, the Rangers like to produce offense, but they also play absolutely no defense. So if you can shame. beat Marquist, yeah. Shame. Shame. <laughs> shame. That's it, only if the Flyers lose. Okay. <laughs> but, okay, so four-game winning streak with the assumption they got the uh, the Rangers game in the bag. Sharks on Saturday, 10-30 game. Uh, you can watch on NBC Sports Philly. The Sharks are terrible this year, and uh, which is kind of fascinating to me because they haven't been recently, and I don't right. and them. Well, I, I'm shocked by how terrible they are, especially because they set themselves up so much to win, and they were supposed to be... I yeah. mean, they were commonly predicted as, uh, if not a a cup favorite, at least somebody who would make the Western Conference Finals. I, I think a lot of a fair amount of people had them up there too, win the Pacific. Yeah. So I, but right now, last in the West and 29th overall at 16, 20, and 2 with a minus 32 goal differential. 26th in goals per game, 29th in goals against per game, 27th ranked power play, first ranked PK. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get how that works, but whatever. Well, you know what it is. It's it's Eric Carlson. And it's just everywhere he goes. These teams just they become the Senators. So it's the curse uh, yeah. of Eric Carlson. And only his fault, nobody else's. It's, it's all Eric well, Carlson. I was going to say, uh, he's probably involved in every other aspect of the team except for the PK, and they're first in the league. So uh, read the writing on the wall there, Eric. But uh, middle of the pack when it comes to shot attempts, 4 percentage, and then 26 in expected goals, 4 percentage. 22nd in expected goals, 4 per 60. 26 with 2.41 expected goals against per 60 at five and five. That is horrendous. And when you're the Sharks and you have Martin Jones in that, that you're not going to fucking win games. So I'm telling you right now, that is why they're not winning games is they're not playing defense and they're leaning on Martin Jones. I got a lot of numbers to prove that the Sharks are bad. If you'd like me to uh, read through them real quick to you, but I would love nothing more than to hear all the numbers supporting the thesis statement that the Sharks are bad. Thank you. Yes. And it is a thesis statement. I, a statement. I've submitted it to my professor. They fired Peter DeBoer before this current seven game homestand. They are currently one, four and oh, five games into that homestand. Uh, they've owned one of their games in December so far. They've played 10. Uh, let's keep going. Okay. So if you look at evolving hockey, they created a war stat similar to the baseball stat. I know deeper deeper diving numbers here but it's just pretty much as an overall rating for how a player has done this year so thomas hurdle leads the sharks in war right now with 1.2 barclay goudreau is second at 0.5 compare that to the flyers who are you know not an elite team they're a playoff team pushing for a playoff spot here uh the flyers have four players as good as thomas hurdle or better right now they are myers Perov, katori and connect they all have 1.2 war better and then they have nine players in total above 0.5. So the Sharks have one, and the Flyers have nine. So, and the, again, the Flyers are a borderline playoff team at the moment. So that could. That should, what world that even? 
what world even is this? Yeah, I and again, by the way, this is us being so. um, This is us being like, oh yeah, a borderline playoff team. We're so this is (laughs) this is where we're at. This is how traumatized we've been through the last decade, and yeah, it's just we're like, Uh yeah. We're really, really excited to be a borderline playoff team right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they look good. I mean, but uh, wait, let's see what else. Uh, Brent Burns. Brent Burns is playing. I mean, he, you know, he's got the offensive upside, can play magnificent offense, and his defense isn't terrible, but he's playing no defense this year. So out of 32 D-men that have played 650 minutes or more at 5-on-5, five five, Brent Burns has the worst expected goals against for 60 with 2.83 and Carlson is fifth with 2.61. So that's pretty much quality chances. It's a quality chances against rate. So it doesn't matter how much ice time they've played. If they played 650 to a thousand, it all rates out the same. So being worse than that is he's literally the worst defenseman out there on the ice right now in the league in terms of limiting chances against. And then um, not great. Yeah, and then their top defensive pairs are Carlson and Vlasic on the season. They have a 46.64 expected goals for percentage. That's bad. If you're below 48, it's kind of a what's wrong with that pairing. And then their second most relied upon pair is Burns and Redeem Simic, who is definitely a real person. And their expected goals for percentage is 42.81, which is fucking atrocious. So they're just not playing defense, and they have Martin Jones in that eight, who has an 888 save percentage this season. So and he was the reason why they had problems last year. He was the most inconsistent, but more times terrible goalie. That kind of was the reason why they lost games. And now they decide to stop playing defense in front of them, and they're not really creating as much offense. And this is this is how you get to here. <laughs> this is how yeah. you get to be the Sharks in 2019. And I uh, couldn't. I have to say, I couldn't help but see the combination of Burns or Dean Simic on the screen there. And that just sounds like a lifetime actress, like a lifetime original movie actress <laughs> starring Burns Redeem Simic. Ellen Burns Simic in the Hallmark classic. Christmas Santa's stalking New Year's. <laughs> wait, wait, what did you go with? I went with Christmas before New Year's. I don't know. Chris, you went with Christmas before New Year's and I went with Santa's stalking you. So we went with, <laughs> you went with generic feel good holiday and I went with scary santa themed movie shots of santa looking through your window while you're trying to sleep yeah i gotcha yeah who knows uh, when you've been sleeping they they've been telling us for years and nobody's been listening and now he's got now he's been able to you know tap into everybody's ring camera system and see what's going on inside their house so it's uh it's too late for santa he's gonna get are you saying he's reverse engineered (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's hacked into everybody's ring accounts, and he's he's managed to yeah he's he's getting on the inside of everybody. So my God, should have seen it coming, and uh, it's too late now. But uh, yeah, I'm thinking the Flyers beat the Sharks. Like the Sharks are bad; they should be able to. Uh, I mean, they only have one win this month, and they don't play defense. And it looks well, like the Flyers keep playing defense. They shouldn't be. <laughs> they shouldn't have a problem against the Sharks. The other thing is the Flyers actually should be able to get out there and get themselves settled and not be jet lagged and yeah. everything. Because normally when they have these West Coast trips, they're like, okay, so the NHL's got you playing in Montreal at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. We need you to be in San Jose at 1030 
on Sunday night. Okay. Is that okay? Is that a problem to play a hockey game? So that is, yeah, you are right. So it just happened. It happened uh, with Minnesota Winnipeg last week. And it's not the longest commute, but still they had to go somewhere the next day and they got to do it. They got to do it this weekend too, but it is uh, Anaheim, the San Jose. So I guess yeah, they're not yeah, the so worst same state. I don't know. But you get Christmas and then you get to relax for a couple of days. Yeah, and then you can true. fly out there you can go get some, I don't know what's a San Jose cuisine. Uh, shark burgers, get some shark burgers, and yeah, then settle down and yeah, something you know, like that. Yeah. play that hockey. Play that hockey, baby. And they should. So this game, they, there shouldn't be an excuse for the, them losing. I would give them maybe a little bit of a break for the schedule on Sunday against the Ducks, but also the Ducks suck. They should beat the Ducks as well. They just beat the Ducks. Uh, pretty big game from Carter Hart, but uh, they should. I mean, now they know how to beat them. I don't, <laughs> but the Ducks, <laughs> Ducks are third to last in the West and 27th overall at 15, 18, and four minus 18 goal differential. Uh, talking about how much they've sucked this month. They beat the Kings on Monday, December 2nd, four to two. Since then, they failed to win a game in regulation over their last nine games. They've won three shootouts, but they are three, six and oh at that time. So they've also failed to get a point in six of their last nine games, which is, very nice. Uh, they just beat the Islanders six to five in a shootout on Saturday, and they beat the Rangers, or the Rangers beat them five to one yesterday. Uh, same kind of deal with the the Ducks, I believe. Um, Derek Grant's going to be out now. I think Jacob Larson is still out, and then Troy Terry is also now out. And those were all injuries they suffered while playing against the Flyers on Monday. Uh, so they're going to be shorthanded, and the Flyers beat them last week. So I think they should. I think you put Carter Hart in this game in case the team kind of wears himself out on Saturday. He should be able to bail them out again, and they should be able to take care of business as well. I'm thinking, I mean, depending on tonight, maybe a six-game winning streak, maybe. Oh, wow. That's a ballsy. That's a ballsy, especially for me. That's a, that's that's putting, putting the balls on the table right there. Putting a big-ass just statement right there. So you're basically guaranteeing the Flyers lose three straight. I'm, I'm, I want to keep this team uh, even killed. I don't want them to get a big head. So I'm saying that now so they'll definitely lose tonight and then they'll lose these two games over the weekend, probably in painful fashion. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. It, they're going to, like, last-second goal to let, you know, like, let's say they're up 3-2 on the Ducks. Last-second goal to tie it up, goes to overtime, losing the shootout. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Ducks, Ducks, they're 29th on the league right now in goals per game, 2.51, and that's, I mean, they're taking away Troy Terry, who may have not been lighting up the scoreboard, but it's still an offensive uh, option for them. And then their special team sucks, so the Flyers should be able to take advantage of their, their penalty kill, which is 22nd in the league, and the power their power play is 28th. So they shouldn't lose a special teams battle. They should dominate play at 5-on-5. Five five. I think it will come down to whether or not Carter Hart or whoever's in that, if Hart or Elliott have a good game or if they let the team down. That's, that's how it looks like that's what the game script is going to be. And um, I would, uh, speaking of the goalies, though, Steve, would you start Elliott on Saturday or Sunday? That's a good question. I am not sure if this is a, a Hart Hart Moose week, but yeah. because they're, they're probably going to go with Hart in the Rangers game because Moose just went in the Sens game. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think. I mean, for me, I'm thinking Elliott against San Jose because, uh, like you were saying before, they're going to get some rest here. There shouldn't be any kind of worry about the team being tired going into that game. And Elliott has done fairly well in, in, in road games this season 
and back to backs. And that's where Carter Hart struggled is road games. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully on the tail end of the back to back, if the team is a little bit more tired, maybe they can lean on Hart more in the second game, considering they leaned on him the first time against Anaheim last week. But, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, either way, we know we're probably getting one of – we should be getting one of each. I, he's not going to – AV's not going to hack stall it up and put one of them in there twice this weekend, which if you know if he was to, it would be Elliot twice. <laughs> it would be Elliot on Saturday. He would make him do the scene for Miracle with the wind sprints, and then he would make him start again on Sunday. That would be Dave Hackstall's routine for Brian Elliott this weekend. Uh, see, I would assume if it was Dave Hackstall that Brian Elliott would have been injured months ago. Carter Hart oh, yeah. then come in, started 10 straight games and gotten hurt. So now we'd be on like Pickard or something like that. It'd be a Lion Pickard. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, Pickard. Yeah, man. He's uh, he's still a goalie. I mean, some people are going to argue that, but he's he's still putting on pads and paid for being a goalie. And that's pretty much all I can say about Cal Pickard right now. <laughs> that's all you have to say I mean, about Cal he, Pickard? Yeah, he's yeah, – he's, He's out there doing stuff, but and I just wanted to say real quick, based on the you know the Carter Hart home road splits, not everybody might be aware of just how drastic these are, but at home Carter Hart is ten one and two with a one five three GAA and a nine forty four save percentage. On the road, Carter Hart is two six and one with a three five nine GAA and an eight fifty nine save percentage. Oof. That is drastic yeah yeah and i keep thinking to uh that owners game didn't help uh earlier in the season when like everybody shit the bed uh yeah he's had a couple of rough road games but there is it's all about him playing at home he really does clean up so i i mean i got nothing for what that could be right now we were talking about that a little bit last week on vsh radio good my theory is uh and charlie made reference to the thing I was thinking of, but forgot. Do you remember like a couple years ago when Steve Mason bitched about the lights at the Wells Fargo Center? Oh, yeah. And he was just like, oh, well, you know, I just would have made like 20 more saves, but I, I had to squint my eyes. He like made some dumbass excuse. And I think there's some truth to just, you know, a goalie being at his home arena and getting more used to the sight lines and used to the lights and reflections on the ice and everything and just having a clear vision of the play and the puck. I don't know. That sounds really narrative-based, but I don't know if there's actually any... I don't know if there's numbers or science for that. I know. I agree with that because I... (laughs) This is a really dumb observation, but I'm always really annoyed when I watch other games and the light balance is completely off on the ice, so I have to fiddle with my TV setting so it's easily watchable. Like, uh, they light every arena differently, and it drives me insane. So I can't even imagine how it is to be a hockey player and deal with lighting at different arenas. Yeah, I mean, Wells Fargo, they have a bunch of lights. Uh, if you go to the Madison Square Garden, though, they have one light bulb, and it's on the other side of the arena from you. doesn't matter where you're sitting. That light bulb's on the other side of the arena from you. So it really is kind of crazy, the difference in lighting across some of the rinks. Uh, I mean, speaking – well, we can't segue. Who's your player of the week? <laughs> <laughs> you can always segue. So last oh, yeah, week – Go ahead. Player of the week. No, no, no. You're fine. Okay. Uh, last week, Craig for player of the week went with Travis Sanheim. Uh, Sanheim got an assist. One point. Uh, so that's something. He and did. He pretty good. Uh, somebody did point out. Oh God, I forgot. I should have looked this up. But he got his assist, and Morgan Frost got one of his assists. Not to spoil people about your player from last week, but they both got the the assist on Kasha's goal. 
I believe it was Kasha. So we're, we're doing we're doing the Lord's work right now, Steve. So we're just intertwined on this one. Yeah. So hopefully uh, our picks here, you know, combine for a couple goals tonight. But. Yeah, oh, and I, I went with Frost last week. He had two assists, uh, two points. So pretty good, pretty good. We, pretty we good. both got points yeah. for our guys, so success. Yeah, that line, I mean, Kasha, Frost, and Voracek, that line looked pretty decent last week. R.I.P.D., yeah. the Frosty Checks. Yeah. <laughs> they, the might be, they might be coming back. Maybe they're coming back. Maybe. In the near Maybe. future, we'll see. This cool. week, who are you going with, Craig? I'm going to go with... Uh, I, I'm going with Phil Myers, even though he may need to work his way back into the lineup here. But I think once he does, uh, he will prove that he shouldn't have been sitting at all. I think he's going to come out with a little bit of fire, you know, a little bit of fire, get a little angry that he's sitting, and then I uh, get a couple points. Or he's going to complete the fuck up because I picked him as player of the week. It's it's really <laughs> it's it's the story of the week now is whoever I pick to see which direction they're going to go. There's not going to be any kind of in between. It's either going to be pretty good or disaster. Pretty good, or like he accidentally set the arena on fire. Like there's, it's one of those two things. So we'll we'll see what happens. Cheesy pita in the microwave, you know. <laughs> Tamp. Tamp. Fire guy. Uh, this week I'm going with Kevin Hayes. Uh, Kevin Hayes has looked really good recently. He's really starting to pick it up. Uh, he's playing well with JVR right now, which I'm loving to see for both yeah. players. So uh, I'm thinking Kevin Hayes. I want to see him keep doing this and pushing forward, and again become that that vital. A $7 million man. I, I hate to harp on the money. With it. It's just funny to say, but I also I legitimately hate when people just constantly point out the money on a non-Andrew McDonald level player. I just enjoyed, I just enjoyed, I could tell you enjoyed saying the $7 million man and then immediately going into defending the deal. <laughs> You're just like $7 million. I did. I, Actually, you know what? I truly enjoyed it. And then I, I hated myself for it. It's... <laughs> Again, it's the full. I mean, it's the full Catholic experience. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of that guilt going on. Uh, he, I mean, his poor production. I mean, he scored on Saturday, and he's starting to, starting to get some more points here. But if that if that starts going towards, uh, if he can make an improvement on that, there's really nothing to complain about him at all. I mean, there's really I'm not there's nothing to complain about with Hayes right now for me, as is. But yeah, the uh, the contracts. It might come a little dicey years down the line, but right now it's it's fine. It's good. I don't. Again, I really don't think the the AAV was a was an overpayment. So it looks like it's paid off pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. All right, gang. Well, that's what we got. And if uh, you know whatever whatever your holiday may be, I hope you have a great week with it. But we'll be back with Flyperbole late in the week. We were thinking about recording it today, doing a marathon session back to back. No flyers forecast of hyperbole. No dice. <laughs> we no dice. Died. We would have died. And also there's, eh, there's not too much to talk about. We had a great time at the Festivus party. We'll talk yeah. about that on hyperbole, but I think we need another game to talk about. We need yeah. some guys to have their health improve or hopefully improve. We'll just say improve. We'll stay optimistic. Yeah. If we would have done a fly per, I mean, we did one on Thursday and put one out Friday. So if we were doing a fly probably, it would have literally been about the center's game which we were at a bar watching. And then it would have been about Kasha being sent down, which is like a uh, two-minute thing. So we could have we could have set a record for Flapperbly and had like a 50-minute episode, but I don't know. Probably. See, this is where people will be disappointed because we all know what would have actually happened is we would have started. So this is going to be a short one. And then two hours later, when we're talking about, you know, we're, we're ranking every Power Ranger. And... I was just <laughs> 
was just gonna say a four-hour power ranking of like which Thundercat is the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were talking about Schnarf and Schnarf, yeah, but it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that, so it'll just happen Thursday now. We'll actually talk a little bit about hockey, and then we'll go on about God knows what. And then uh, you can watch I think them. we'll have some Christmas power rankings, talk about, you know, just Ooh. everybody's favorite meals. and Even if you do a meal, because my family's never done a specific meal for Christmas. And, I don't uh, Yeah, but maybe we can just talk about, like, I don't know, Christmas-related things, power rankings. We'll, we'll rank all the, the 12 days of Christmas uh, gifts. Like, uh, when are turtle doves? Who gives a shit? Anyway. <laughs> That's all on Fly Purpley later this week, so we don't want to give it all away, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a little too uh, behind the scenes already. We don't want to... We need these tasty clicks. We need these clicks. All right. All right. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you have any feedback, the best place to reach us is on Twitter. You can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad. Are you working on anything for BSH right now, Craig? I'm working on that Igor Zamula looking at his 2019-20 season. I think it should... I want to get it out Thursday. Which will mean I will be working on Christmas for the people. I want you all to hear that right now. Oh, man. You just, you're Bob Cratchit and, and Steph is Scrooge. Hashtag motivated. Steph, Hashtag right? business mode. Hashtag getting it done. Listen, I am just going to make this abundantly clear. Steph, you're not actually Scrooge, okay? You're not actually Scrooge. <laughs> Do not fire me for that comment. It was in jest, and it was good-natured at that. that, that you're not Scrooge. That matters to Steph. She uh she'll start swinging no matter what. So all right, peace, Steve. I'll I'll done. find somebody else to uh. Well, I don't know if I will, but so it was a good run. We had a good, run, a good run. Podcast, yeah. Yeah, catch me on the the canceled podcast because Steve's been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Flyperbole or at Estee Bomb, but you should probably just make it Flyperbole. And be sure to listen to all of our great tent and follow bsh radio broad street hockey listen to all the other great podcasts we put out i run them down every week just check them out we put out great stuff all week and uh it's been a great year uh, we really appreciate the continued support so thank you very much everybody and until next time in the words of the great gene hart good night and good hockey <laughs>